Welcome to the Spectrum of Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner, and we have a New Year episode with just me today. And so I hope you enjoy my insights and my aspirations for 2024. Before we get started with the podcast, I just wanted to share, I am looking for a new resident. I have a wonderful resident who's graduated, Dr. Sarah Bedford. She's been in practice now for two and a half years with me, and she is a delight and brilliant and kind and very smart. And I so enjoyed being with her for two years for training. I train people for two years. So if you have a naturopathic license or a nurse practitioner license or a DO or hey, even an MD, I am 14 years in practice and I see beautiful, wonderful people who are very open to finding the answers of why they're sick and healing on a deep level. So if this is interesting to you, or if you want to come hang out with us in Seattle for two years, my goal is for us to have a long-term relationship and for you to work with us for a long time, or just be somebody else who knows this medicine and goes and shares it with the world. It's all a win-win. So if you resonate with this message, please reach out to info at drchristineschaffner.com to learn more. Enjoy the podcast and happy, happy new year. Welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today's episode is a mini episode with just me. And we're going to be talking all about what's ahead for 2024. I also want to share a little bit of a model that I am continuing to evolve in my patient care process and just workshopping it with you and helping it, hopefully allowing this to help um, be a narrative and a framework, whether you're a practitioner or on your own healing journey. If you know me, I love to start the new year off. I'm an optimist. I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary with many goals, many inspirations, but I have been doing for the last 10 years or so, choosing a word. And I know this has become very popular, especially I see it on social media, but you know, choosing a word that is going to be your beacon, your guiding light, your touchstone for your year, a word that you come back to again and again, something that you want to embody or cultivate within your life. And so this year I chose rhythm. I'd love to hear what your words are, and I would love to invite you to do this practice uh, yourself. And what rhythm means for me is that, you know, I have a very high-paced schedule and life, and I have a very full life, and I am, you know, guiding myself to live life more in connection and rhythm. So what that means to me is rhythm with my schedule, rhythm with my internal rhythms and um, honoring and listening to those rhythms um, around me, whether that's the moon or astrological rhythms or seasonal rhythms, but really just having an honoring of the cycles and seasons of life and how that shows up within me and around me. And hopefully, you know, my goal is to cultivate a more embodiment and deeper connection this year through that guidance. So I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know at the end of the year how I did. I just want to honor, you know, 2023. I feel like I've been in a season of internal exploration and growth and continuing to refine my medicine and that what I want to share out in the world. And so 
2023 was definitely another year of integrating and learning and healing for me. I'm very excited about 2024. I feel like collectively we've all been through so much. We've had the pandemic. We've had so many societal shifts in the last uh, few years on many levels and many layers of how we live each day. And I'm really excited for 2024. I feel like an inner excitement and I hope, you know, an excitement around me as well. I know that we can't control you know, the chaos, the, all of the things that are beyond our control, but how can we always continue to connect in? And what I'm excited about 2024 is really this, um, not only connection I'm trying to cultivate in my own life, but as you, if you tune into me, you know, I'm very passionate about the medicine that I practice and the patients I serve and the products I create and the teachings I share, because I think that in these times, more and more people are sick. And I think we can all agree with that. And that was already true. And then we threw COVID on the mix, right? And that is a whole nother layer of what is creating illness within us. So we're in no shortage of needing you know, support, but I'm excited about many um, different layers of helping people hopefully shorten the time from getting diagnosed with whatever they're challenged with and then being on a really elegant treatment plan. What I mean by that is the shortest distance between two lines. And you know what I really feel in my heart is that we are in this great paradigm shift and we're in this great opportunity to create really a new form of medicine. And I've been talking about this for the last few years and I, I feel we're getting closer to that tipping point of acknowledging that and more more and more people coming together and also people who need this help seeking it out for themselves. I believe that this year there will only be more uh, resources, education, technologies coming out that work with the bio energetics of how we interact within us and around us our electromagnetic um, nature, our biophotonic nature, our biophononic nature, how we interact with light and sound, and um, most of all, of course, how we generate our own electromagnetic field and own coherent light and own coherent sound through techniques like breath work and mindfulness and meditation and um, thoughts that are health generating rather than um, staying in a state of despair and um, you know seeing the worst case scenario always. And so I really think that's only going to continue to evolve more and more. Uh, a few things that I'm excited about in my personal practice is number one, we're going to have Dr. Hamel Patel again on the podcast coming up here soon. He was on a few years ago through his work with um, meditation and studying the impact on the physical body um, with Dr. Dispenza's meditations. Um, he is also an incredible researcher around mitochondrial health and the mitochondria. And so he's come up with a test that I'm going to be integrating in my practice called the knee screen. And it's a really unique test that you can um, have really easy access to with, with a finger stick. Um, and again, you have to work with a provider who uses this test and we're going to be using it and you can really um, see not only mitochondrial, like the function, but the environment of the mitochondria. And there's a marker of mitochondrial efficiency. I, I think this is going to be really um, important to quantify 
um, for my patients. And I'm also really excited about this being a biomarker for the new medicine, because I do think in my heart, if we can share that our multi-modality, multi-systemic approach to health and healing has a net positive effect on the mitochondria, I think that that's going to be really exciting for our field. So I'm thrilled about that. And then Another thing I'm excited about would be number two, regenerative medicine. You've already maybe listened to my podcast with Dr. Mark Funderlich and Dr. Charles Pennick, and we talk a lot about the approach of using exosomes and umbilical stem cells in the U.S. I'm starting to use exosomes in my practice, and I find that in modern life and with how taxed my patients are, if we can um, give the body more energy especially in the form of exosomes, these extracellular vesicles full of information um, to give the body energy and help repair and regenerate where there is damage or distress in the body, that may allow us to get, you know, that elegant path, get people better faster. So I'm very excited about that. I'm starting to use Dr. Funderlich's um, exosomes in my office, and so far so good. And again, I'm I just am getting started with this. If you are new to regenerative medicine, please check out that podcast. Not only that, but also just a quick update. There's like a on a spectrum. So what's allowed in the U.S. right now is the use of exosomes that come from women who have volunteered to do this and have C-section babies. Um, their amniotic fluid and umbilical stem cell or umbilical rather uh, Wharton's jelly it's called exosomes are derived from that they do use people who have not had um, the recent mRNA vaccine because of how that can affect the uh, material Um, and then they're highly regulated they're highly filtered and tested and so those are basically extracted and injected either in IV on a joint an area of injury or aesthetically. And then on the other hand of the spectrum, aside from you can do PRP with people, you can do fat stem cells, you can do uh, bone marrow stem cells. There is also umbilical stem cells that come from the cord. And Dr. Funderlich really like reminded me, you know, um, we need the umbilical cord to be strong when women are pregnant, because that is the connection between the mom and the baby. And when that is impacted, the umbilical cord quickly knows how to regrow um, to keep the baby alive. And so those stem cells are very potent and alive. And so those can be injected. I have not started doing that, so I'm not going to comment too much on that. What I'm really passionate about not only is the regenerative effect on the human body and the potential for repair, you know, there's an orthopedic aspect and then there is an aesthetic aspect. And so a lot of my patients, you know, they get through treatment and they want to feel better and look their best. And unfortunately, there's still a lot of, um, I believe, toxic beauty out there, especially in the world of, you know, trying to look younger um, through the Botox and the Juvederm. And we are looking into like an exosome cream as well as exosome and peptide injections for the face. And so I think that's going to be really fun, you know, really fun part of the medicine. Um, so feeling and looking good go hand in hand, I think, for a lot of people. So that's what I'm excited about between the mitochondrial test, the regenerative medicine. I'm also looking at you know this idea of immune modulation and bringing in more and more tools to really modulate our immune system. And what that means is 
our immune system can sometimes still be overreacting to even when a microbial burden or an infection has gone away. So we know this, you know, long haulers, we know this with post-infectious syndromes, we know this in the world of Lyme, when we get a lot of the Lyme under control, but the body is still reacting like there is you know, a foreign invader. We also know this with mast cell activation. So over the years, I've used LDA and LDI and those things, and those are good, but they, they definitely come at a cost because if you get the wrong potency, you can flare people. So I've been using things like peptides, which unfortunately might be going away because of regulation. So we just have to keep an open mind. And I loved peptides and, you know, I hope that they can stay. But when you practice the way I do, you realize things will come and go and your tools just have to get better and sharper. And you just have to find the next thing within that framework to help people. So I've been reacquainted with DesBio and they have their series kits that are you start with actually the bug, it's called isopathic medicine. So they have a lab out of a university that they start with like a Babesia or Borrelia, and then they dilute it. And then they give you a series kit where you take every few days for two months, really in ascending and a descending dilution to help regulate the body's interaction with that information of that bug. So that's a strategy for immune modulation. And there are many others as well. So I'm really excited about continuing to find the replacement tools for peptides if they in fact go away. I do think exosomes might have a place in immune modulation, but it's too early for me to comment. And one thing that I really have learned over the last few years that Dr. Sarah Bedford really allowed me to see this more clearly through her education and just bringing this into my awareness is that for some of my patients, you know, who have tried everything and done everything, we don't realize the impact of their neck and their illness. And the neck, the cranial, the cervical spine is very important for the health of the body, right? A lot of my patients, we talk about having, you know, a lot of the things that we're treating are in their head, right? So I've talked about the lymphatic system and the tonsils and the sinuses and the vagus nerve. How, and the thyroid and the blood flow and the lymph flow and all of that, right? But the cervical spine is really important because if you have misalignment, so if it's just chiropractic and you need your atlas, which is the basically vertebrae that holds your head, if that is not in alignment, that can affect your cranial outflow of nerves. If you have ligament instability from injury or whiplash or concussion or just having mast cell you know, too long, those ligaments can be become really impaired. And then there can be like compression or, you know, just again, wear and tear in the neck. And again, remember the cranial nerves come out of the neck. And so there can be wear and tear with the cranial nerve roots. And then there are brilliant people like Dr. Matt Cook and Dr. Sean Tierney. I haven't met Dr. Sean Tierney, just through a patient who go in and find where those nerve roots are compromised and put exosomes and peptides and heal those areas so people can have restored neurological function, which is really fascinating. And so again, it's alignment, it's the ligaments, and then it's the cranial nerves. And so I, again, have seen people when they get their neckics, depending on what they need to do, and this usually is a constellation of people have had mast cell or they've had injury or they have had a connective tissue disease like Ehlers-Danlos 
all of these things can make you vulnerable. And then, of course, I always have seen over the years when people have had an injury or have instability or that's a weakness or vulnerability in the body, that's where infections can lie. And so then there's more wear and tear, right? So Lyme loves staying out there. And again, you know, people just experience more suffering and pain. So I've seen some patients get through that with different treatments, depending on what they're doing. And I've seen a lot of autonomic and nervous system function improve. And it's been really a great teaching moment for me. So those are the big ones. I'm trying to think about, you know, other things, you know, I think we're getting, you know, more and more information and more treatment options for long haulers. I think the medical community is also very aware and focused on this. I hope that they are open to a lot more treatment options out there that we know work. I think it's a combination of regulating and supporting mast cells, you know, restoring mitochondrial function, also helping the blood vessels recover from the vascular inflammation and the wear and tear on the blood vessels, as well as the blood being really sticky. So getting the blood to move. I also think it's important to understand that, you know, when this virus comes along, there is a lot of reactivation, you know, so the post-infectious syndrome with long haulers can also look like other infections flare. So we know Epstein-Barr, there's great studies. I observe in my practice, it can also be Lyme and co-infections. And I would love the medical community to study that. And that could be like a huge win for the Lyme community. COVID could be a very awful and tragic silver lining though for the Lyme community and getting more of an understanding of what's going on with Lyme disease. So I would I'd love to see that. And then, you know, we do a lot of EBU and methylene blue and ivermectin and all sorts of things to restore the body after long haulers. And again, we're, you know, we're all still learning, but those are kind of my thoughts right now around that. So just kind of looking at how I'm making sense, you know, those are some of the things I'm excited about. And then, you know, a lot of people always ask me like, how do you treat people or what do you do? And it's hard to say, right? Because there's so many factors and I treat people so individually. I had come up with a acronym ECO, which is still on my website and still relevant. It's all about environment and terrain, energy system support, clearing the blocks and optimizing flow. And I do think that's still relevant and a good way to communicate, but I actually have come up with a little bit more granular uh, way of explaining what I do. And again, this is not a linear approach, but it, it kind of a little bit more, it's a little bit more linear than the eco. So, you know, I've been trained in bioregulatory medicine. And so I start with regulation. And so what does that mean, right? That allows the body, you know, to acknowledge for all of us to acknowledge that the body is a self healing organism. And when it's out of balance, there are obstacles that need to be uh, removed to restore regulation. So that's all my work with interference fields, dental and scar, and also tonsil and sinus and all of that work. I think also it's a lot about the fascia. That's a huge regulation fabric in our body. So that's why we do scar therapy. That's also why we start often with lymphatic therapy. Also, I like have all my patients pretty much on this product called Parasim Plus that helps to heal and helps the vagus nerve communicate better by feeding it precursors of things that support 
acetylcholine, which is a neurotransmitter. Acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter that the vagus nerve communicates. So it's called Paracin Plus. Also stabilizing mast cells, I would consider in this category. And then circadian biology, right? Just acknowledging our daily rhythm and how we operate with and connect with the sun and light. And are you in a healthy light environment? Or are you in a really, you know, sick indoor environment with um, malillumination or toxic lighting? And then again, you know, with regulation, I, I like to, you know, start with people to understand that their heart is such an important factor for regulating their um, brain and their biofield and their body and their fascia and to tend to the heart, you know, through practices of meditation and gratitude and so forth. So I start with regulation and then the next is drainage. So further supporting organs of elimination and the use of binders and working even more with the extracellular matrix and the lymph, the fascia. And then I go to resonance. And this is kind of a big category because it's like, okay, you get people regulating, you get people draining. And then we use bioresonance and muscle testing in our office alongside all of our other modalities to prioritize. Because I really think this is the hardest part about the chronic illness world. Most of my patients have a PhD in their illness and they deserve one, you know, honestly, a PhD because of how educated and how they have to navigate this horrible illness. And so it's hard when you have all this information and you know you need to do all these things, but the body can only do so much at a time. And so how do we prioritize? And that helps us to prioritize, okay, what infection, what neurotoxin, you know, what needs to be identified and, you know, what needs to be addressed. And so it's this kind of sea of toxicants and trauma and pathogens of the body and using resonance techniques and therapeutics and tools and intuition to find the right remedies that resonate at the right time for that patient. So we have resonance and then, you know, coherence is the goal, right? So we want to you know, create coherence within the body, that the body is in alignment and communication as a whole system. And also I believe there's alignment with higher self, right? So coherence is all about adding and utilizing and creating coherent sound, light, frequency, and even emotions and thoughts in the body. That's where we bring in and leverage group healing. It's also, I would say the endocrine system is part of this as well. But coherence is really when things are in sync and in flow and alignment and the body is communicating and doing the work to really regenerate and transform. And then I have on the last category is like transformation, right? That's really what I'm aiming for with a patient for them to go through a transformation. And what does that mean? So in this part of you know, this part of the process of healing, I mean, healing is really hard. You know, I, I don't mean to say that, but it's true. I, I think it's hard physically, but also mentally, emotionally, put stress on your family financially. I mean, there's all these things that happen when you're going through a chronic illness. And I, of course, I don't want it to be hard, but it is. I'm just acknowledging that. And I think if we can create a path through this, you know, time of space and this time of healing in this time of struggle and suffering, how do we deepen our connection, right? And what does that mean to people, right? That means all sorts of things that I'm very open to, whatever that means to people. 
to me, it means like deepening my connection to my higher self, my soul's purpose. I believe in a higher power. So for me, it's connecting in the ways I can connect with the, the unseen horses in life and, you know, and allowing that to give me peace, to give me information, to strengthen my trust, for me to know that my suffering isn't just for suffering, but there is a greater purpose and a greater healing that my healing has, not only on my body, but on my lineage, on my ancestry, on my past and present and future selves, on the collective. And really like starting to tune in, you know, while you're going through the process of what does life look like on the other end? Like, what does life look like when you're, you know, not in doctor's offices all the time and taking supplements and spending all your money on your health? Like, what does your life look like? And, you know, maybe being guided and, you know, while you're in this container of healing, you know, being guided and being open to healing things that you would never even think about healing if you didn't go through this. So that's my interpretation. And that's where I sit, you know, and my biggest reward, my biggest, you know, expanded heart experience is when I sit with somebody who's on the other end and who is better and has seen a different, you know, path for themselves and has healed a lot. And I know that's not for the faint of heart these days. And I'm on my only own healing journey constantly. <laughs> I'm always evolving. I'm blessed that I've put a lot of my physical things behind me, but you know, I'm a person on the planet. I still have to tend to my body and I most definitely have to tend to my spirit and my mind and my emotional state. So I'm in this with you. So those are the things I just wanted to share as we approach 2024 in my, in the spirit of, you know, forgiveness and creation and what is ahead, right? It's exciting. It's an exciting time. So I, I, again, just, I hope this is helpful. I'm really excited about the podcast this year. I am lining up a lot of exciting, amazing interviews. I always deepen my knowledge when I do these interviews and I hope that it deepens yours. And yeah, I'm excited to walk with you along this path with the podcast in 2024. So I hope everyone has a beautiful day and thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, happy new year. I'm so happy to be here with you on the podcast. I so enjoy doing these recordings and I just wanted to let you know a few things. If you are looking to become a patient at my clinic, my clinic is Eminence Health. I have a, an amazing team, not only myself, but Dr. Amanda Wilms, Heather Parisi, who's a nurse practitioner specializing in hormones, and then Dr. Sarah Bedford, who is also specialized in complex chronic illness. So take a look at our website, eminencehealth.com. We can see you either in person here in Seattle or virtually. And then if you are looking for uh, professional supplements that are curated by me, check out ipothecarystore.com. That is with an I, ipothecarystore.com. I have created my own line of products that are focused on the lymphatic system, which is a, a very still um, underrated, underappreciated system in the body. And so I created a line that 
works with a lot of your other remedies. So the lymphatic system is foundational in all of my treatments. And so we've created a topical cream to drain your lymph, a topical GABA cream to help your lymph system in your brain clear at night and to deepen your deep sleep and REM sleep. We have a also supplement for your immune system to deal with um, different infections that could be clogging up your lymph um, called lymph immune. And then I have three liposomal plant stem cells. Plant stem cells are also known as gemotherapy that help to drain and also um, regenerate. And they're also vibrational remedies. They're made with a lot of love uh, biodynamically in Italy and they carry an energy. They're, they're plants. They're here, here to um, allow you to uh, receive information from nature and the greater forces. So this helps with, again, draining the body, draining the lymph. And we have one for the lymph and the gallbladder and the spleen. Um, so check out that trio. Um, they all work beautifully together. If we could answer any questions or be of service, please answer, um, you know, please email us rather at info at drchristineschaffner.com. Have a beautiful day. Bye, everyone.